Welcome back, Couchies, to the Couch Commentator. This is episode 45. It is what it is. I'm Jake Thomas, and I'm here with co-host Greg Jace. What up, Greg? You all right, mate? Not really, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty what? fragile today, wow. my friend. Oh, it is what it is, Jacob. Yeah. Please tell me, tell me, tell me why we named it that, Greg. Because <laughs> it's ineffable. It really can't be understood. Well, it is what it is because it's just where we're at, I suppose, but it honestly cannot be understood. How on earth we find ourselves in this position is completely beyond me. We were propelling all the way through to potentially a top four spot, dare to dream even a deep finals run. But here we are, Mad Monday. Ineffable. <laughs> they must have, yeah, the Broncos must have had Mad Monday plans, and that's why they thought, well, let's just keep on losing. We don't want to spoil those. We wouldn't want to spoil those. No, of course, that's not the case. We're going to get right into that, of course. We are huge Broncos fans, so we're going to dissect what happened to the Broncos and how this happened. It is what it is, but we are going to uh, dissect, of course. Uh, of course, we're going to run through the rest of the games of the round, but let's be honest, a lot of the results didn't really have too much meaning. Uh, let's talk a bit more about the team themselves and where they're at. Uh, of course, uh, as promised, the NRLW will rate a mention. Other sports, Supercoach and Distractions will round off a show that is actually being recorded on Father's Day. So a big happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And that includes you, Mr. Greg Jace. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for no fucking Father's Day present, Broncos. <laughs> yeah, all the Broncos dads uh, have had a shocker of a weekend. So heart goes out to all the Broncos dads <laughs> and uh, all the Broncos fans. And uh, let's rip into it. Broncos chat coming up. Sad one. Real sad one. The mighty Broncos, the mighty Broncos, it's time for Broncos chat. We're out of the finals, our hopes are through. It is what it is. <laughs> Guess there's always next season. We aren't even in the finals, so we can't even say we're out of the finals. We're just out of the season. We're booted out before the finals even yeah, done. Just pathetic, particularly where we were. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It genuinely hurts. Oh, my my heart was torn out when I saw that score there last night. I was I was out boozing, having a great time at Riverfire because I got invited to an event, uh, more on that on distractions. And I'm just <laughs> pulling up my phone occasionally to watch this game because I was basically anonymous there. So it didn't really matter. I didn't really care that I was um, getting caught watching the game at different stages, but every bit that I mm. saw, I did not like, I, I agree with you. I, I got to see a little bit early and we were rolling through them early, you know, six all um, Hoyter scores and, it seemed like to me, well, not to mention, sorry, Jack Bird, first try scorer. That's like dagger to the heart. Piss off, Jack. You did nothing for us. And then you're just coming in to bloody Jack the first try against us. Ridiculous. Yeah. And then, and you know, lots of ex Broncos players in the team. 
and the yeah, exactly. Like it may as well just be Broncos mm. reserve grade, but it, you know, obviously beat us last night. Um, I yeah lament the fact that you know Ben Hunt absolutely destroyed us, but we were in the game early, and then what happened? You know, they just completely fell apart. I guess it was indicative of the entire season, actually in mm. the in the hunt, uh, but the season we were flying, you know, seven in a row, was yeah. it? And absolutely yep. trouncing some sides. We went over and beat Parramatta in Parramatta and flogged them. And everyone's just mm-hmm. thinking, where can this team finish? You know, we could, we could be in the top four. That's right. Uh, sky's the limit. And ever since then, we've That's just right. fallen off a cliff. We were oh. doing episodes like the real deal. You know, yes, pretty much saying that Broncos were going to be there, yeah, without a doubt, pretty much. Yeah, uh, how could they possibly <laughs> lose uh, their it's position in the Jake. eight? It didn't come up. It is ineffable, Greg. Can't be explained. No, the and they won't explain the it. Soul. And it honestly, was soul crushing to me <laughs> the very fact that we weren't going to make the finals and let's face it, you know, we could all see, it. you could see it. I could see it last week. So uh, yeah. it was sort of a bit of a, we were warming into it, but at least winning last night would have thrown out some hope and yep. they couldn't even give us that. It was incredibly disappointing. Very disappointing. It would have been almost the ideal situation for the Broncos given given where they were if they had have won because then at least it would have been like well we've done our part and yeah. now we just kind of sit back and watch the tigers and raiders game totally and if the raiders agree. turn the raiders turn around and win and it's like oh well it is what it is yes and the Broncos just kind of disappear it'll, into it'll the, in the, the, the background title. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it did um, yeah, the, the Bronx would just, you know, disappear almost. But now, because they straight up lost and they couldn't even fulfill their part of the bargain. Spotlight's um, on. Yeah, spotlight is on. Big time. You're right too, Jake. Like if they had have got another win, that's 14 wins. Mm. You know, that's 14 wins and 10 losses. And it's actually not a bad season. You know, they, mm. they would have made the finals in any other year. But unfortunately, yep. they just came up against a year where 28 points wasn't enough. Then 30 points wouldn't have been enough. But to not even give themselves a chance at it and to finish on 13 wins, yes, it is uh, a, above a pass, I suppose, if you're saying 13 and 11 losses. But mm. for me, it's a failure of a season, not to mention the fact that we finished further than halfway down the ladder where we were dictated we needed to finish higher and that we fell away so poorly towards the back end, I don't think helps us for next year. You know, I I heard Kevy talking in the uh, presser about the fact that none of these players have played finals football. They haven't played these clutch games at the end of the year. Only Reno and Capes had. Well, Mm. Sad fact is none of them are going to again, you know, that you can't call these last few games, these clutch moments because they weren't, they were regular season games. And yes, they were sort of made up as do or die, but they weren't actually do or die. They weren't finals. We didn't get that experience. So you don't get to grow from that as well. 
And that's the most disappointing thing out of it. At least we could have built if we'd made the finals. And yeah, sure, we might come up against the Melbourne Storm, who are in fifth place there, and we'll crush Canberra Raiders. But yeah, and they would have crushed us. And they would have crushed us, yes. But we would have put up a fight, and we should have put up a fight. And we need to at the stage of the progression I thought we were at. Maybe you said it in the in the lead up before we started. Maybe it's just too much too soon. Maybe we actually, it was a bit of a false dawn and they weren't where they we thought they were. Yeah, exactly. You had some players debuting for Queensland and New South Wales for the first time and it's taken a toll. Like Cobbo couldn't even face playing last week uh, and he only half turned up to this game, let's be honest. And yeah, he's a really talented uh, player. And I, I back him all the way, and I'm really glad he's a Bronco. But he, he, you know, I'm not trying to piss on him, but he, he completely um, hands off my cobo. <laughs> hey, hands off my cobo. But hands off my cobo. Yeah, he, he he ran out of steam, and yep. he's only one of one of many that that happened to. And um, I guess it happened to Ezra Mam, or at least that's what Kevy thought, and he had to boot him yes. for what was the do or die yeah, last game and bring in Tyson Gamble. That was absolutely just that was that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and that was a circus um, through the week as well with him coming out and saying that you know, oh um, yeah, God, wasn't it coaching? You go to Reno, you don't go to Kevy. I was like, mate, wait, crazy some bloke on the way out the door. Are you joking? Yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, there was just so much leading up to this game that was also obviously talking about us. Will we make it in? Will Canberra lose? Blah, blah, blah. But then it started to be talking about, yeah, Cobo missing the bus or Gamble just, yeah, throwing Kevy under the bus completely. And then <laughs> Bruno having to come out to the, the press and going, well, actually this is, this is, uh, this is how it is. And I actually spoke to Tyson and uh, gave him what for. And so everyone's on the same page now. So that's what you can report. Thank you. <laughs> It shouldn't have to do any of that shit leading up to this game. No, they should have only had one Even thing to more worry distraction in the lead up yep. to this game. And that yeah. is putting in a decent performance, one worthy of a finals team. And they just couldn't do it. We spoke about this last year, Greg. There were some players that weren't quite on the board with Kevy. And we thought we had our team that were on board, but I guess there's still a couple of people that just still aren't willing to go all the way with him. And maybe, yeah, maybe we see a different, again, more progression next year, more more players all on the same page. Oh, I, don't I don't know. Yeah, well, it, it will be interesting. <laughs> I don't have too much more to say. I'm pretty beaten down. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not too much more to go through, I guess. Ben Hunt, I, mean, I guess, was just yeah, a Yeah, Ben Hunt was force. unreal. You know, a 40-20 leads to a try. Uh, Hunt offload uh, leads to a try in, in two separate circumstances. One, which was a bit of a, um, just a, almost a length of the fielder at the end there. And, at the end to seal our fate. Yep. Typified my disappointment. The ball mm. hits the deck from a knock-on, and there was just yeah. no energy. There was no level of enthusiasm. They just stopped. They were just like, oh well. It's like, no, not all oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Try and rip the ball out of their hands yeah. or something, because your whole season's about to be gone. 
do something. <laughs> I just didn't yeah. understand it. Exactly. Like there, the game was on the line there and the ball hits the deck. Sure. We knocked it on. I get it. It's disappointing. The game's not over. You still need to defend. And then that try just blows out the score. And then it's 10 points and the game's over. Yeah. Couldn't be one after that. It was, it was done and it was really disappointing. And they kind of seem somewhat disinterested and couldn't connect with each other in a couple of moments there where we had them on their try line and we was like, okay, this is the time to win the game. And they couldn't do it. And it was just, couldn't believe what I was seeing. Maybe taking ma'am out wasn't a good idea and not to put shit on gamble but they had like i feel like there was somewhat of a combination brewing there with ma'am and reynolds and i agree and i just thought uh, there was you know benefit out of keeping ezra there and saying no ezra we need you to step up and get get what you need out Mm. of that you know maybe that gives him some progression and that gets some something out of this season that we needed to Um, put gamble on the bench as well as Walters, you know, just do yeah. whatever you've got to do. Like sure, have, all you, your, have all your interchanges. If you want to. But I, I did yeah. think that um, Ezra Mann was unfairly booted from that side. I I didn't see too much wrong with him. I understand he was being targeted mm-hmm. and maybe that's was the reasoning. They, they just wanted to avoid him just getting run at again. But he's going to have to yeah. get used to that because that is what it's like to be a half in the NRL. You just get run at. They want to wear you down so that you've got nothing in attack. And of course they want to wear that young kid down because he's electric in attack. Mm. We've been blowing a lot of smoke up uh, Renault's ass and Kurt, uh, Kurt Capewell's ass all year for, and for good reason. For good reason. But um, they, they both had horrible games. Um, Capewell knocked it on three or four times oh. trying to get the ball. Yeah. I guess all those balls were coming from Gamble. And again, you know, poor service. You've you've taken away a combination there with Mam and Capel as well. So, and that didn't work. So I just feel like that was, that was again, such a huge mistake. And, and Reynolds, again, he has a combination with Mam and, and had a poor game. So, yeah. And he's had some poor um, games in those losses, you know, some where we really have relied on his kicking game. To propel mm. us through this season, the last, yeah, obviously the last um, kicks. six weeks, there, there's been too many six agains and uh, just not enough out of that kicking game. So that's been uh, disappointing as well because we've really needed him. And unfortunately, it feels like everyone's just dipped their sails a little bit. And I, I know, I, I know it's probably unfair because. Don't get me wrong. I bloody love Adam Reynolds and I feel like he is probably his harshest critic. So he knows when he has had poor games with the boot, but it certainly was uh, highlighted because of how poorly we went towards these last six games. Mm. Oh, Greg, it certainly is what it is. And the Broncos are out uh, of the competition. Our season's over. Uh, they're going to get on the piss mad Monday, no doubt. Um, say goodbye to a couple of teammates, to Murray Martin, off to New Zealand. Warriors, anyone else leaving? Wouldn't have a clue. Uh, gamble. <laughs> gamble is going. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomate. Tomorrow. Yeah, we will miss Tomate. I really, really love his yeah. service. I thought that he was... Um, solid from the back he really gelled us 
in terms of our defence. And he was really smooth in attack. He he looks to set people up. So, yeah, it, look, I guess it's just sad because it, it was a good year, but the ends to the year really left a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Look, folks, um, it might be the end of the Broncos season, but Broncos chat just keeps on happening every episode without fail. Without fail. So look forward to uh, a happy Broncos chat, I guess, uh, as long as uh, we stay upbeat uh, next week. Um, let's continue on with the rest of the games. I think it's time, Greg. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's time. Okay, change of pace. Before we get into the games of the round, let's have a quick chat about the NRLW because our Broncos actually won a game. Good on Yeah, let's talk about the other games of the round. I guess it's just the one full round now, Jake. We'll talk the men's and the women's together because I'm Sounds good. plenty of it. Certainly the Brisbane Broncos are back on track and they can still make something out of this season. So that is exciting. Mm. Oh, there was a lot to like, you know, we got a lot of our backs get on the board and it really did seem like that forward pack was starting to click. So I was really impressed with that performance. Mm. Hat trick there for uh, Jermaine Chapman, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good. Yeah, it was really, it was an excellent performance for a team. That- Your team's scoring a hat trick. It's like, well, something's working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've just gone to that person again and again and, it's, and it keeps I'm working so that's good that's really good and i know uh I, we we will get to that game but um my uh call last week about tamika upton for newcastle knights being an anytime try scorer she got the second try so she got on the board again she's a proper superstar well and they just well got over the line yeah real close game 18 16 yeah penalty goal yeah, I just penalty, oh penalty goal to seal <laughs> the game. There's <laughs> just a lot to like about the NRLW. You know, I've been impressed with mm. how competitive all the teams have been. They uh, really putting on some good quality matches. It was it was um, a good round of NRLW. I really enjoy it. It keeps thriving that game. Mm. And then the Roosters flip- just absolutely yeah, I- trumped them. <laughs> Yeah, I flicked on the Roosters Dragons game actually, and I was like, "Oh yeah, watch a bit of this." And it was, it was um, it was nice and close in the first half, and then in the second half, it wasn't close at all. The Roosters smashed the Dragons, I wish and we um, to the Dragons. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that would have been really nice. It wasn't to be though, was it, Greg? No. Sorry, uh, but that, yeah, the Roosters had it, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it does. Yeah. Broncos chat will bleed into the next segment, regardless of what it is. Uh, yeah, Roosters really gave it to the Drags. Um, they're looking like the hot team. Yep. They're, they're in the box seat, yeah? Yeah, I think so. They, they look like that they'll be a, a, um, a good side. And I, I presume um, Jess Surge just didn't play that game because um, she got no. that hamstring injury. So it'd be interesting to see if they even get her back in time for the finals. I hope they do because that'll take them to the next level again. Brisbane winning is great for their season and gets them on the board uh, and they trump the Titans, mm. which is 
excellent. And yeah, the Knights just get over the line. Again, Tamika Upton, anytime try scorer, kids get on it. Gamble responsibly. Ooh, that's right. You're damn straight. Well, maybe next week um, our girls for the Broncos can um, beat the Dragons next week and get some redemption for for the men's competition. Oh, let's mm. hope so. Let's hope so. Hey, can I point out something too? Yeah, go for that it. A couple of stupid commentators keep on saying that the um, the Roosters game that we haven't spoken about yet, the, men, the men's Roosters game, yeah. that their try was the first try scored on the new Alliance Stadium. Not true because the what? women's game was played just before it. Not true. <laughs> Idiots. Idiots. And it was actually a Dragons player um, that scored the first try. So I didn't want to say that, though, did they? No, she's got a great name. Ah, what is her name? Mona Lisa so, uh, so Leoa. So yes, Mona Lisa. That's right. Mona Lisa, you Mona scored the Lisa. first try at Adelian Stadium, the new stadium. Very good, Jake. Very good pickup. Get into the NRLW, kids. It's great. Get around it. Okay, time now to report on the final round of the normal NRL season. It's been round 25 around that didn't really decide too much apart from Some the, who took yeah, a couple of positions and then who took obviously the eighth position, yeah, which is going to be the Raiders because the Broncos cooked it and the Raiders looking like they're on their way to beat the Tigers anyway. So Yeah, they do. But that was my whole point, you know. I just wanted some hope. I, I thought my season was over last week when we lost and we mm-hmm. – really were just hiding to nothing, hoping that the Tigers were going to beat the Raiders. But it's not yeah. the point. It, it, they win this week. And again, the it's 14 wins and 10 losses. And we're talking about them as it's more, oh, shit, that's unlucky. You know, 30 points and mm. you didn't make the finals. That sucks. But here we are, 13 wins and 11 losses and 28 points. And yes, most of the time that gets in the finals, Unfortunately, this year it absolutely did not. Anyway, eking it in, did not. Uh, let's start with this Eels Storm game, Jake, because this was definitely the match yeah. of the round. Huge game. Loved watching it. Eels end up winning 22 to 14 in their home ground at Combank. Uh, it was super close. And actually, both teams scored three tries apiece. It was the kicking that let us down, uh, let us down. I was kind of, I kind of wanted the storm to win. I don't know why. Um, really? I was yeah. going for para. <laughs> Sorry, Tish. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I wanted Munster to score more more points in Super yeah, Coach. Fair, fair. I don't even remember why. Uh, and then, yeah, they got some penalty goals as well, the Eels. So they took their opportunities, that's for sure. They really, um, they really mean business. The Eels look great. They do. They look like they're set up for a really good final series. Mitchell Moses mm. is red hot. Dylan Brown's yeah. on fire. They've got a mobile forward pack that's big and fast and fit. Junior Paulo made two hundred meters there the other night in fifty Barlow. minutes of football. It's like bar it's like Barlow or something. Barlow. Sorry, yeah. Barlow. Um yeah, he made um 
200 meters in 50 minutes of football. Well, that's incredible that's incredible for a huge man. You know, only for a Friday night, Thursday night. Sorry, my um, father-in-law was having a look at the game and going, "Geez, he doesn't look mm. like he does too much." This was early days, and then at the yeah. end of the game, I said to him, "Mate, he's made 200 meters. He's gone. He hasn't even been on the field that much." <laughs> And he hadn't. 50 minutes isn't that long on the field, particularly to make that kind of impact. So for me... Parameters forward pack is just cool. He's great. And right? Sean Lane didn't even have one of his best nights the other night, and he's been an absolute no. superstar for them. So, yeah, they are, for me, yeah. the real dark horse of this competition. That I, I guess it's not fair to say that they're not a um, contender. Dark horse probably isn't fair on them because they've finished in the top four. They finished above Storm. This was for the fourth position. They get now first crack at the Panthers, and they mm. look like they could beat them. They already have this year. They asked Brad Arthur through the week something about his team being inconsistent this year, but you finally yeah. you know, put some wins together at the back end of the year there. You must be happy. And he said, mm. I don't really understand what definition of consistent is. He said, yeah. we've been in the top eight for the last four years straight, every week for the last four years straight, Parramatta have been in the top eight. That mm. is actually incredible. I was staggered when I, I was Katoni staggered when I heard <laughs> that stat and it came out of the coach's mouth and he's probably spot on. They've been one of the mm. most consistent teams in the competition, along with your Melbourne Storm and your, your Penrith Panthers. But they definitely yeah. have to be considered a consistent team. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I see what he's saying there. They're kind of, yeah, they're always in the scope. And we spoke about it last when we when we did this uh, this time last year because we've been doing this podcast for a year, guys. Uh, and Eels were kind of rated as being inconsistent. and But, yeah, we spoke about it. They keep on making finals. Like, how is this not good enough? Yeah, How is this absolutely. not a pass mark for a team who consistently make the finals, generally go into semis, and then, you know, get unlucky in a game? Yep. And last I'd like year, to see them do well, for sure. For me sure. too. And, and mainly for, for uh, BA, I really like Brad Arthur. Mm. I was looking through some of the stats too, Jake, and I found it really interesting that Melbourne probably made more mistakes than they have ever made in forever the last few weeks probably this mm. season the most mistakes they've made because they haven't they've had a bit of an up and down year for their standards and then they absolutely come out and blitz us without the ball hitting the deck god it was frustrating but they also <laughs> um made a fair few missed tackles as well but but so did Parramatta so it, it was just a mm. really high intense game that i think sort of yep. uh forced a few errors forced a few missed tackles but the um, post-contact meters from both teams is incredible, but definitely dominated by uh, Parramatta with you know almost eighty more post-contact meters, and that's from your junior polos of the world. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm going to make a bold statement here and say if Jerome Hughes plays this game, um, Storm win twenty-three twenty-two. Wow, <laughs> well, that'd be a great final to see them in there. So that will. Um, that will really make for some good finals footy. Good luck, Canberra, next week. You're going to get fucked up by the storm, so suck shit. Mm. Moving on 
to the uh, probably lowest light game of the entire round. <laughs> Why it was at the six o'clock time slot on a Friday. Bulldogs versus the Eagles. Who cares aside from the fact that the Eagles have just mm. dead set fallen off a cliff with us. <laughs> like we we were both parachuting down yeah. nicely and we've both just snipped the cords and, and fallen to our death. They mm. have arguably had a worse fall because it seems like now more than anything, that team is just completely divided. That Jersey saga, I don't care what they say, yeah. has completely split them apart. Yeah, divided's the word, and they're just getting labelled with it constantly, over and over and over, aren't they? They, yeah. um, yeah. We, if we can all see it from the outside, then of course it's it's going on. They can deny it all they want; they have to really to keep things moving along. It was raining uh, all I through that Jake, game. It was pissing down. I argue, Jake, <laughs> that you can't yeah, move so. on until you've accepted that there's a problem. So for me. Mm, they just need to be accepting this so that they can move on from the whole scenario and I actually don't think that it's good advice do a bit of a clean out yeah probably it's good advice see see what happens I think there was a probably a bullshit article um, about Des Hasler maybe not um, being willing to be the coach anymore maybe considering stepping down from the job or something yeah i heard that too i don't believe uh, that he would ever step down from that role maybe the board may come come through and say you know what we don't want you anymore but i don't mm. think so i think they'll give him another year the um the coaching tree certainly hasn't just got gems falling off it and he's absolutely a gem of a coach albeit a bit of a dickhead yeah for sure a lunatic <laughs> He is still a great coach. (laughs) Yeah, definitely one of the lunatics. Uh, He sits there nicely with Ricky Stewart. (laughs) Definitely like a measuring um, tape against each other, whatever you would call that. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Matt Burton scores a field goal in the 78th minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Good end to his season. He, again, takes another step in the right direction. He will come up for negotiation November 1. So you mm. watch teams come left, right, and center throwing money at that kid because he is on a $500,000 contract at the moment, and that is pittance for what he can get. Bulldogs seem to just have money at their sleeve because no one they wants do. to pay for him. So, um... They're loaded with <laughs> cash. They got Reed Money going back there next year. Sorry, Reed Money going there next year. Billy Army kick out. They're going to mm. need to start shelling out for a few more if they want to beef up that side, but they'll have it. Tavita Pango Jr. They're paying through the nose for, so if they can offload him, they'll be much happier. Well, he's easy to offload. Um, really? We've seen it. It was, you've seen it. Oh, well, <laughs> just say. He seems to be. He managed to play for three clubs in the last year. Fair so. point. Fair <laughs> point. He's done the rounds. <laughs> He is going to be a hard sell to teams at the moment just based on the fact that he's not getting too much game time, so he hasn't even had a chance to prove himself. So big coin for a guy that can't even get out there. Moving right along, I think. Yeah, definitely. The Roosters and the Rabbits, for me, was billed as the game of the round and should have been, but I just wasn't that excited about it. South 
to me weren't mm. really ever in it until the last say 10 minutes and they turned it on they and that's when latrell got sent off anyway i couldn't so believe that really Jake. strange thought, it yeah. was the most cynical uh penalty given away potentially mm. this season it was so obvious and it completely yep. derailed their game and potentially no their sense. season they do well against the Roosters and that is the team they're playing first week of the finals. It may actually propel them through to a deep finals run, but he mm. gives away a penalty in the most crucial moment when they were already under the pump and they still managed to put in some decent plays towards the back end with him off the field. Imagine what they would have done with him on the field. I was, mm. Oh, I was Tony staggered, Jake. I when I saw him <laughs> give away the penalty, I was just like, "What for?" Yeah. And then I watch it happen. I was like, "You did not do that." He is supposed to be a leader of that football <laughs> club, and unfortunately, that was a brain snap of the highest proportions. I know the game was probably gone anyway, but it, it gave away any chance of it with that moment. Well, yeah, this game, like you're saying, didn't really end up being the the huge match that it was supposed to be. And um, But luckily for us, uh, these two teams get to verse each other next week. I'm excited about that. Hopefully it is, an, is a belter and this is the belter that this week should have been. There was one thing I did take out of this game. I did forget to mention, even in Broncos chat too, it's just eking through the entire thing. I think you can tell I'm pretty beaten up about it. There wasn't Broncos even- chat. There was a very similar incident to the Fledra, sorry, Tom Flegler uh, sent Simbin. <laughs> there was a very similar incident in the Roosters Rabbits game. Yeah, there was. The name of the players escaped me, but the head hit the chest of the player, and the referee said, and I quote, What did you expect the player to do? Because mm. it, it hit his chest. He, he couldn't just disappear. And I was. I just couldn't believe it because particularly when I saw what happened to Flegler, you know, he got 10 mm. minutes in the bin for basically a guy tripping into his chest, right? He was coming yep. through to try and put on a hit and the guy fell into his chest and he gets sent for 10 minutes in the bin. I know, mm. look, we weren't good enough for the, for the night, but there's a 10 minute burst there that we had to actually work our nut off with one player down when we just didn't deserve to be, it didn't deserve to be a penalty for me, let alone a sim binning considering what had just happened the previous night, the inconsistencies around some of these punishments just drive Mm. me insane. Like from night to night, you can go bang. Yep. Okay. That's not a penalty. There's nothing can do about that. Bang, mate. You shouldn't have done that. That's the sim bin. What? Annoying. Mm. Yeah, and and uh, old flag, uh, he got hit in the chin as well as a result of that miss that miss tackle or that that tackle gone wrong. If it's how we we painted it, so yeah, it was um it was a head scratcher that's for sure. It was a uh, Broncos chat. Broncos chat. The season's over for him. Okay, um, Roosters uh, come out on top of this one. They were super aggressive early. Uh, I think they got to set the tone, which was interesting because um, Cameron Murray got gets knocked out really early in the first exchange. Um, friendly yes. fire, I think it was, or or someone's hip going into his head. Yeah, and um, gets knocked out. And then Roosters, instead of backing off, they just go switch on, absolutely destroy the Rabbitohs, and really set the tone of the game. And from there, it was all Rabbitohs. Uh, sorry, pardon. 
for me. Nope. Uh, it was all roosters from them, in my opinion. It's kind of what we what we said, isn't it? Yeah, they were super super dominant, and they sort of just tape it off. So, it'd be interesting to see those two teams play next week. They do have troops to come back, and so do the Rabbitohs. So we're going to see some different teams to the ones that rolled out, and it's do or die. Winner takes all. Winner winner progresses. Winner doesn't take all. Winner progresses. But yeah, yeah. Crazy to think that uh, both those teams uh, have one of those teams have only got one game to play. That's crazy. It is crazy, actually. Yeah, that's a very good point. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Titans beat Warriors. Done. Done. Titans beat Warriors. Who cares? Genuinely, who cares? I I watched this game in the background as I was getting ready for Riverfire. And the Warriors were throwing the ball around. They made me have a look into next year and go, yep, if these guys can put some consistent footy on the field that looks like that, they are going to be a decent football side. So hopefully they can do that. And then all of a sudden I turn around and it was into yeah. Golden Point and then Titans win in Golden Point. That was Katoni <laughs> staggering. But genuinely, who cares? The other Saturday game Bronchilis. was basically another, you know, who cares game. Cowboys turned out against a reserve grade uh, Mounties Panthers side and 38 to eight. Great tune up for the cows. They put some tries mm-hmm. on the board Very and true. probably um, showed that they are definitely one of the good teams, but mm-hmm. it wasn't really that much of an opposition to throw that up against. So, their their actual season starts next week. Yeah. Big game against the Sharks. It's um going to be amazing uh, to see those two go, go against each other and one of them gets to get catapulted into um, the finals. So, yeah, incredible. Yeah, go Cows. Prelims, I should say. Yeah, we'll be hanging our hat on the cows now for the rest of the season. That will be an exciting yeah, definitely. Thing to watch because they are a bloody good football side when they want to play. And Todd mm. Payton seems like he is a good coach. They've got some good support staff there in um, Dean Young and uh, who's their attack coach? I think it's Steve Georgialis. They really look like they can be a threat in the finals. I just want them to come up against mm. the Sharks next week and show me that they are an actual contender for this year's grand final. Yeah. I would love to see yep. that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Take out that first game, you get your week off, and you are in box seat. Absolutely. That would be the Panthers' goal, obviously, as well. They're going to be looking to do the exact same thing. They just rested their entire team. Yeah, They're going to come on completely fresh and hit up the Eels. It will and be interesting. I I, I love the idea silly, of that game. <laughs> I like the idea yeah. that Penrith have rested all those players and Parramatta get to come up against them hardened mm. and, and ready for a good match. I'd like Parramatta's chances. My, that's where my money's going to be going because I think that's where the value's at. And that would be awesome to watch Panthers then go into uh, elimination footy. Oh my God. You want to hear something? Katoni staggering. 42 to nil. <laughs> yep. The score of the Raiders West Tigers game, a game that we probably would have been watching with bated breath if the Broncos had have won. And it's 42 freaking nil at before halftime. It's not even halftime yet. 
They scored more points than minutes. It's just a joke, Jake, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like that, we were even considering that the Tigers would beat the Raiders this week, and hanging a hat on that was ridiculous. Our season was over last week, and it annoyed me that there was so much made of the um, the mathematical chance, and it wasn't even mathematical. It was just a chance. But the fact is. It was a poor chance. You mm. never want the Tigers. You, you don't want to be hanging your opportunity on a team that's coming last and has been terrible the entire year. They could yeah. lose by 80 points today. Whoa. They could. They could. We'll keep on we'll keep on watching this one, that's for sure. Well, at least looking at the score. And the other Sharks. Sunday game was an obvious Sharks one. Knights. Yeah, Sharks, Knights. Knights mm. You know, uh, yes, the Knights competed with them early. I got to watch bits and pieces of that game as well. The Knights um, early, put yeah. up a good fight early, but then the Sharks mm. just ran away with it. Their class yeah. just showed above uh, where the Knights are. The uh, Britain Nakora show was out there again. He scores three tries for the Sharks. They're just proving that they've got so many threats. They really are a well-rounded football team. I am looking yeah. forward to next week's games because there are some excellent matchups. Those top four matchups yeah. and then the Roosters versus the Rabbits and then the Melbourne Storm beat the Raiders. Like it's going to be some good finals games or at least three of them are. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what Raiders might bring into the table with this momentum that you're saying is uh, so important, Greg. You oh, just mate, oh, I could beat the Tigers <laughs> at the moment. Me and Kerry and George and Alana and Mackenzie, we strap on the boots. We beat the Tigers today. Well, it would have been better than the Broncos a couple of rounds ago. <laughs> Absolutely. And isn't that embarrassing? <laughs> like, how on earth did we lose to this side? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's ineffable. It can't be effed. Can't be <laughs> no, I can't. I can't give an F anymore. Uh, either so no, that is neither. that's round 25 uh obviously it that <laughs> it's fucking sucked the that raiders tigers game is obviously still going on and um we'll you'll hear our reactions to how that score progresses as this episode also progresses but so let's, Greg, let's let, hope the let's uh, progress so what are we oh, after right. the tigers to win 90 <laughs> 90 Five to forty-two now. Yeah, good luck. It's ineffable. It's ineffable. <laughs> Super coach Valentine Holmes. We think maybe he's nah, the top scorer. He's got it. Yeah, Britain Nakora or Britain. Yeah, Britain Nakora also huge. So 130 from Britain Nakora is is what it says. And we've got reports of 140 for Val Holmes. Maybe it's going to go down. It well, better stay up because I've got him as my captain in I this last round of super coach. Looks like he has been downgraded. I've got him in my last no. book at 17. Yeah, so do I. But then I also have him on another screen at 140. So I, I'll take the 140, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Still gonna it's like when Jake. there's a wrong something's price wrong. You're like, well, you have to give it to me on that price. Jake, you've still got a good score and you've had a really good year, buddy. I want to want to pat you on the back because you have held together this super coach segment. You've actually made it relevant. Without you in this okay. segment, it would just be me saying how much I'm shit at super coach. <laughs> <laughs> I had a chance of. Uh, doing a lot better than what I ended up at. But thank you for your kind words, I should say, first of all. Um, mate, yeah, I obviously didn't do too great last week. I think I mentioned that. You, you guys heard about that. Um, so I'm sitting at 3,063. Not bad, which, mate. Which is, sounds like it's better than most of the, the boys did, and that's fine. But, you know, it's always the pinnacle to get in that top 1,000 and then from there, it's um, you know, all about getting number one, really. So it is, but it never, it never ends for me. It never ends. Nah, I agree with this, you. This this round's not over for me, and I'm I am having a good scoring round. So I think that I will go up some places, which is which is refreshing. Yeah. Um, I I did Captain Val Holmes. Um, so whatever he ends up as will be a nice juicy score. So yeah, I think I'll do all right this this week and. I'll let you know how many point, how many places I go by, and it is what it is. <laughs> There's always next season. There's always next season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or some other sport because they've all got fantasy leagues. Oh well. yeah, well I, I, that that'll be in my other sports. I I did my draft the other day. It was it was draft day, and I'm excited. Yeah, nice. That's uh, always fun. The start of a, a fantasy season, very cool, very yeah, cool time. What I love about the NFL season is that it it starts when the NRL season is ending. Gives me something to latch back onto. Well, there'll be plenty of that in other sports, and I think let's not wait any longer. Let's get into it. And welcome back to everyone's favorite segment, Other Sports. Over to you, Greg. <laughs> I I do watch a lot of other sports, Jake, but this, this yeah. part of my year is excellent because the draft day is upon us and the excellent. NFL season is just around the corner. It's coming up on mm. Friday and I am pumped because my side who are the Denver Broncos and have really had a great side, maybe except for a gunslinger. They've wanted Drew Locke to be their quarterback. And unfortunately he hasn't been able to be the man. They have bought Russell Wilson mm-hmm. from Seahawks this year. And Russ is an actual weapon. And with the amount of weapons that he's got in his arsenal now, mm-hmm. he's got uh, Jerry Judy, he's got Cortland Sutton, he's got, um, Javante Williams at running back. He's got an excellent defensive line. So with all those attacking weapons and a, and a, a good offense line, I am excited for the season ahead. Bring on the NFL. The other and probably most devastating news in hmm. other sports at the moment is Cam Smith defecting to live golf. It is the worst kept secret. Defection. Yeah. Uh, in the sport sporting world, but definitely golf. Everyone knew that he was going to live golf, and unfortunately, mm. it is the case. He is 
gone and gone basically forgotten from the pga they will ban them they are trying to make sure they don't play any majors next year that will be super sad because for me he is a genuine superstar i love watching him play but i really can't stomach this live golf scenario so unfortunately Mm. for me i won't be able to watch him play i'll I saw, I'll see some highlights and I watched um, him play from behind a tree uh, just the other day. I think a few people would have seen it on Fox Sports. He is an amazing uh, short iron recoverer and his putting is actually the best in the world. And that has now been lost Mm -hmm. to the PGA and he will um, be live golf's poster child because he He's like a you know a super relevant star. They've definitely yes. got a gun in Cam Smith, mm. and that is it. Instantly gives them relevance, and and people are going to have to stand stand up and take notice. Unfortunately, I won't be watching it. Hey, uh, Greg, <sighs> uh, I misspoke last episode yeah. and said that golf was just for old people. i didn't say it in that as many words but i've generalized it just as much um and i've been totally proven wrong um only this week did i see a viral video of a robot yes a robot scoring a hole in one (laughs) very impressed so obviously uh for robots too yeah it's robots yeah and robots are as we know ageless so let's not put um ages comments uh attached to any golf news next time thank you jacob god idiot. <laughs> aside from that the um nba trade season is is kicking off and there's some big deals happening but unfortunately, not to my knicks, Donovan Mitchell's gone for an absolute whopper price tag over to Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Kevin Durant is not leaving Brooklyn, mm. even though he jumped up and down and said he was going to. I believe Kyrie Irving's going to stay there too. We'll be interesting mm. to see how that plays out. Uh, LeBron's re-signed a deal, and that will keep him basically in line with finishing his contract when... Uh, Bronny, his son, comes into the NBA. So he is still keeping that dream alive of trying to play Mm. with his son, and that would be awesome to see. That is it for others. Oh, no, that's not fair. Tell you what, I've been watching plenty (laughs) of it too, and I just it's staggering to me, Tony's staggering to me, that I often forget about the sport that I I live. I was going to say US Open, I'm guessing. (laughs) You want to get into U.S. Open is on at the moment, and Nick Kyrgios yeah. is flying. This is the deepest he's gone mm. in the U.S. Open, and he is about to play uh, Daniel Medvedev, the world uh, one. That is exciting. Um, Isla Tom number Lanovic. one bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, Isla Tom Lanovich managed to uh, get past Serena Williams and and beat the home crowd. She won the first set and then went down in the second. And I was like, yep, this is going to be the Serena show. Cause I backed her at 41 bucks. I thought it was worth a $5 note. And unfortunately mm-hmm. I was wrong. Uh, she pretty much done. It, it, she's had an incredible career. She has uh, 
done incredibly well to stay on the circuit being a um a mum and the age that she's at it's a it's a grueling sport and for her to be able yeah. to still be playing at the highest level she just doesn't look like she's got any more grand slams in her unfortunately and i think she um has said that basically herself by saying that she is evolving out of tennis mm, she's retiring but uh, you'd love to go out on a, a win of you know grand slam win wouldn't you it would be awesome. And yeah, uh, Iga Schwantek, she's still the favorite for the girl side. She uh, won in straight sets again there uh, last night. Nadal won in straight. So um, the top seeds are, are still making it through. They lost it to pass on uh, Kiros's side of the draw. So that made it a little bit easier for him. Now he plays Medvedev and this is his biggest test. So I'm really excited about that. The, um, Halfway mark of the US Open is here, and you'll hear more about that next week. And that is all the sports. Oh, I love it. Hey, when you talk about Serena Williams, like contemplating retiring, I can't help but think about Ash Barty just retiring at the top of her game. Mate, number one, <laughs> absolutely crushing it. Uh, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a masterstroke. Uh, and that is other sports. Had to get the last word in on. Distractions. Greg's Ranos. Scooby Scooby Doo. Jake's Rackos. It's the bastardized version that I sing now. Or at least until Greg's Renos have finished. Yeah. What up, Greg? And I can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> I'd say, well, the, the kitchen's due to go in on October 31. But yeah, but yeah as I work at the moment. Joff, yeah. Yeah, you want to have, have a, your own have place. A full deck. There is a frame up though now, and mm. there's a frame yes. for the roof. The roof apparently goes on next week. So that is really exciting. That's when it's really going to start to apparently. happen. Apparently. Want to make sure you know the date that your roof's going on, Greg? <laughs> Mate, I need it to happen before this rain comes back in again. Yeah, yeah, lots of rain coming here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, yeah, so we went over and checked it out today, and it, it's really exciting. It's really starting to take shape. I yeah, just can't wait for it to actually so happen. But more importantly, Jake, last night. Mm. Myself and Elena went out for Riverfire. Oh my gosh. We go for the event. And I, yeah. gen- the I event. generally avoid it like the plague, but we got mm. invited to a Bank of Queensland event. Because and- it's a good place to get the plague. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really hard thing to it's say no to. Free, saying. Booze, yeah. uh, free food <laughs> and some fireworks beside the river. So we went to Blackbird last night and, mate, they were yeah, serving yeah. Moet champagne. It was incredible. <laughs> it was. Uh, what did you just say? It's called Moet. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not called Moe? No, it's say? called Moet. Really? Yeah, Jake. It's called Moet. I don't know about that. Because well, I think you're not classy French... enough, champ. I'm pretty sure with the French language, if there's no vowel on the end of a T, then the T's silent. Jake, Moet. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. You can look it up if you like, <laughs> but you're wrong. We drank Moet until the cows <laughs> came home. And 
I was really hung this morning. We um, had a great night, but we were effectively anonymous. <laughs> no one mm. came up to us or had a chat to us or anything. So it was great. Me and Aladdin just got to hang out together and, and drink booze. It was not enough food, though. The little um, hors d'oeuvres that they brought out were delicious, but there just wasn't enough of them. I honestly had to, like, tackle a dude at the end, basically, to get myself a little mini sausage roll and the burgers were mm. many burgers come out and they just disappeared. Don't know where they went to. People at the end were like basically stopping waiters, like as their mid walk, standing in front, and this woman grabs like five different things off the plate. I was like, Lady, I'm hungry too. It's so frustrating that <laughs> in our society, all we do now is like stomp on the little person or stomp on someone else to get everything that we need. She had to know that everyone else was just as hungry as she was. She couldn't give a shit. She just grabbed everything she could off the plate. It really gave me the shits and it is an endemic issue in our society. We all want more and we want it now and we don't care who we take it from. Let's just give to each other. Let's be a bit nicer and let's share because you know what? There's fucking plenty of it to go around. Just share. Anyway. Had fun, really enjoyed myself, and that Moet, Jake, was delicious. And the fireworks... You are right, mate. You are bloody right. I I looked it up. I don't need you to tell me that. No, I am. Uh, Oh, well, well, okay. First of all, you know, there'll be some people listening that think that I thought that I was right. And I'm happy... All those people, you're all wrong. (laughs) I'm happy to admit I was wrong after looking it up. And uh, and this is obviously just a revelation that's been passed on to us white people recently. So um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, I deserve a bit of a break, uh, please. All right, I'll give you a break. And I'm a Bronco supporter, so be nice. <laughs> exactly. I'll treat me with kid gloves today, please. <laughs> what was probably the most that's exciting? Right. Yeah, handle with Claire. Yeah. <laughs> What was probably the most exciting part about the entire night, though, was that Ariane Titmus was there. She um, oh, is part of the BOQ's new ad campaign. So yeah, she sure. spoke and spoke about her Olympics campaign and how she'd basically broken her shoulder uh, before the Olympics. She was sitting poolside in March before the Olympics mm. when in January, gen, general, the, generally in January, she would be having to do like 3,200 <laughs> meters at full bore, like, you know, yeah. max capacity, 3,200. That's where she should be at. And she couldn't even swim. And this is three months further down the track, closer to the Olympics. And she manages yeah. to then beat the greatest ever female swimmer ever in her pet event. It is Katoni staggering. I was in awe of her. She is only 21. She turns 22 next week. She was beautiful. She spoke so well. She seemed so mature and just commanded the room. I, yeah, I love you, Ariane Titmus. That was really excellent and and really fun part of the night. For me, the the fireworks were like, just like the, the sideshow to Ariane Timmons talking. So that was an excellent little Well, you've seen those firework before, haven't you? And they do have this river fire every every uh, week. 
in Brisbane. Oh, sorry, every year. Every <laughs> week. That's right. They spend <laughs> millions of dollars on fireworks every week. No, you're right. And and yeah, I've just never been to it, Jake. I, I don't remember going to it. There's too many people that go to it and it's generally mm. avoided. But we went and we had a great time. And then we went to a um a bar afterwards. I met up with Trent, a uh, coach from work and, and some of his mates at Johnny Ringo's and we got on it even more then. And they are a hell of a lot of fun. Rip and I, right. I end up absolutely <laughs> destroying myself. I was in a bad way this morning for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. But um, I had to get myself up and pick up the reason that I am a father, my gorgeous little daughter. And we were going to go to a lunch at Sandgate. It all fell through when, unfortunately, my sister and the family all got stuck up uh, north. I went for a friend's 40th on a saturday night before father's day go figure Mm. and Mm. they struggled to get the caravan back the car kept overheating so unfortunately we had to cancel those plans so father's day was cancelled no it wasn't we just did something different you know went to um chairman and got some food together and, and brought it back for georgie he made us breakfast so that was excellent or maybe kerry did i don't know i swanned in really late and the food was just there so i just jumped in and ate it i got an awesome shirt from alana she got me a um shirt where she made it it's it's a pizza but a slice taken out and then he's she put that slice of pizza on Mackenzie's shirt i seen it so good i love it it's very cool yeah that's my favorite Uh, it was smart jocks um another shirt that's bluey and, and it's <laughs> not the dad and the kids and it says big daddy man uh so nice. that is a lot of fun yeah so i've had a had a good day albeit very hungover very <laughs> yes very and very reflective no doubt as well oh mate very sad very 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 reflective mm. it was um I guess cheer up! Lucky. You've got a beautiful, beautiful daughter. That's and right. Think about being a dad. That's exactly on this lovely right. Father's Day. It's, it was lucky that today was Father's Day because it makes you just realize what real life is. You know, sport is is just one of those side things. Your family is what matters, and um, <laughs> no, truly, I I um I love my family, and I I was so lucky today. Okay, Strictly Renos. Sorry, <laughs> Recos rather. You weren't Strictly Renos. You were all talk of all your life yeah. ongoing events. But for me, Strictly Recos. Uh, the Sandman Netflix series, uh, I finished watching that. Some, somehow, uh, for some reason, I got lost along the way and stopped watching it. Good show. I recommend. What happens? I've, I, I feel like I've already like kind of somewhat reviewed this. Um, but I finished it. It was good. I do recommend. I don't want to give too much away because you don't like getting shit spoiled. Don't like <laughs> I seem to, yeah. and I seem to do it constantly. So a lot. the <laughs> end. Uh, there's a TV series on Disney Plus, so at least that's how I'm watching it. Called The Bear. Oh yeah. Did you ever watch the um the show Shameless, the American version? Of oh Shameless? yeah, I watched Shameless. Um, yeah. Some that's the only version anyone is familiar with. Yeah, exactly. Um, the son, the main son, I forget his name, but he was like, he's the main dude. He's Lip. very likable. Lip. Yeah, 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 Lip. 
I love yeah, Luke. Super, super, yeah, super likable. He's the main character in this show. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, he's got it's, good charisma. I like him. It's enough to watch it. What's um, it called? He, the bear. The bear. The bear? The bear. That's his nickname, but no one really calls him that, so whatever. Um. Or maybe it's maybe that's another reason it's called the bear. No spoilers, but uh, he runs a restaurant. He runs his brother's restaurant that got left to him because uh, his brother is no longer uh, living his life. And you know, I won't elaborate on any of that part of it. Okay. But he's been flung into having this um, like a sandwich bar in Chicago, pretty much. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. So, and before that, he was like, a sous chef. Yeah, Chicago, the bear, the TV show called the bear. The bears. um, Yeah, the cubs, the bears. It's the same same thing. Yo, how you doing? (laughs) Um, So it does get a bit bit Chicago (laughs) at times as well. It's a bit like, oh, shit, Chicago's real. Um, Yeah, no, I really recommend the show. Check it out. There's a lot of cooking. There's a lot of being chefs. There's a lot of people screaming at each other in kitchens. So if you like that, then you'll definitely like this show. There's a lot of it. Um, But interesting part about the the main character, he was at a really formidable uh, French restaurant in New York and left that to come back to his brother's um, shithole. Place, oh, okay. Oh, interesting. So that right. adds a bit more interesting part to the yeah, story. Thanks. But yeah, I thought it was really great. I really enjoyed it. Um, check it out. All right, I will. Um, on our incredible episode, couch surfing is that we is that what it ended up being called? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Couch surfing. I didn't really do much of it because I was away. Couch surfing episode. Yeah. Um, Miss Letitia Doyle mentioned the resort. Yeah. And that show has now finished, uh, at least season one. I, f- I feel like there's more to come. Uh, and the result, yeah, it was really good. It's uh, definitely a show I think that will be better now that it's finished. You can just binge it and watch it through. Watching it week to week felt a little bit jarring and some some episodes were, you know, better than others. So yeah, right. That's one of those. The story didn't progress in some of the episodes and others it progressed heaps. So, yeah, I think... And you get a lot of different perspectives, um, like different characters' perspectives rather than the same perspective through the whole uh, season. So, yeah, I think one to watch now that it's over, highly recommend um, jumping into the resort. Interesting show. Very interesting. What else? What else can I talk about? More things. Uh, House of Dragons going along great, but a really similar... Uh, um, you know, theme for fantasy realm, the Lord of the Rings TV series, The Rings yeah, of Power. That's right. Have you started watching first two yet? episodes on Amazon Prime? Yeah, I cracked into them this morning. I got up. Uh, my my lovely partner Jackie was still asleep in bed, and I thought this is a good time to watch the Lord of the Rings <laughs> TV show. <laughs> so I watched it this morning, uh, and it was great. Production value is incredible. Yeah. Cool. Uh, number one fan of the podcast drew bang mentioned that to me today and i can't deny that that is true it looks fantastic uh definitely looks better than your um the uh, game of thrones series definitely cool and um and yeah i think um i would probably recommend that as far as like if you into the big spectacle show then the rings of power um is de- delivering more than the house of dragon show at this stage 
Wow. Okay, cool. Mm, mm, mm. But apparently there was a Game of Thrones spinoff that they pretty much just put in the bin because it was too action orientated. And they were like, no, we want it to be more like the rhythm of the original show and how it's all about a struggle for power and stepping through um, each of the, the plays for the throne and things like that. So hence the Game of Thrones title kind of thing. So whatever so it looks like those two show people are making the shows they want to and that's great good on them good on them good on them i think that's me done um next next i'll watch june i still haven't watched june hey, and june. june yep that's the one and that's on um you can watch that on netflix or binge so who will have my business let the bidding wars commence <laughs> Throw your money and let it see how it falls. <laughs> and who gets the one view of a movie that heaps of people have already watched <laughs> on their streaming network? The choice is yours. <laughs> well, it's the end of the couch commentator. Now it's time to say see you later. Now it's time to say see you later. I love you, Zoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, that's it, guys. That's, uh, that's, that's it, the that's season it. done for the Broncos. We're done. We don't care anymore. <laughs> that's it. Pack it all in. See not you true. next year. Not true. It really is what it is. And we yeah, will be in back fact, next week. You know, we will be back probably with yeah. more energy because we won't be off the back of a loss. <laughs> yeah, look, we're gonna we're gonna do some healing. Uh we're going to put a line through the Broncos. We're going to look ahead to next year. But more importantly, we're gonna enjoy these final games, as you've mentioned. We're gonna report on them. And you know. Just in case you didn't know, we don't stop this over the off season. We keep on going. We just so we just keep going. on bringing keep, news. We make things up. It on. <laughs> we'll we'll say anything. Yeah, so absolutely. James let us know. Yeah. Broncos next year. <laughs> yeah, I just heard that's it. pretty cool. Can't wait for that. Wife told me. As coach, because yeah. um, Ken Kevy's out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so look, plenty to look forward to, Couchies. Please join us again next week. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Episode 45, it is what it is. Indeed it is, Greg. Thank you so much for Thanks, uh, joining me. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, no worries. And as usual, Couchies, um, check out our Instagram at the Couch Commentator and our TikTok at the same handle. And be sure to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our podcast. And um, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. See you next time. Oh. <laughs> Wrong button. Recording in progress. Recording in progress. <laughs> Wrong button. Wrong okay. button. Okay. That's good. Tony staggering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Off you go.